sure, sure. Okay, I'll say something yeah, about that. For sure. Yeah. All right. Howdy, and welcome to episode 27 of Cast Protection. Cast Protection is a podcast that discusses the Netflix original series, Stranger Things. My name is Jonathan Kreitz, and I am joined by Dave Atterbury. Hello, friends. And Mr. Chris Tyler. Hey, y'all. You can reach the show at, at Cast Protection, or sorry, at CastProtection at gmail.com, at, at, at Cast Protection on Twitter, and we also have a Facebook group. And you can please uh, also leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, it's been a while since we've gotten together, guys. Life again. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. We, yeah, we've had a few, like, last-minute cancellations due to family emergencies, illnesses, all kinds of stuff. We were really set to record two weeks ago when uh, her uh, tropical storm Imelda hit the Texas Gulf Coast where I live, and we were out of power here in my house, meaning no internet or electricity either. For about 30 hours, so that killed our plans for that night because we were we were going to do this uh, about two weeks ago. So yeah. we definitely apologize to everyone for taking so long get to get going here on season three, but we're going to do our best to uh, to kind of knock out the rest of the season. Yes, yes, we are. Word. And uh, it's crazy. It's been what is it now? About three months since we recorded. Three months. Yeah, it's terrible. But it's been long enough that we were all kind of shocked earlier this week when, or was it late last week? Um, I think it was earlier this week. week. I think it was this week. Days yeah. Ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. That a that on the Stranger Things Twitter they dropped a basically a teaser, a little thirty second teaser for Stranger Things Four. So this is definitely, to me at least, you know, way ahead of schedule. In terms of from the end of one season to marketing beginning for the new season, which gives me hope that we might get something as soon as next year. I think so. I think that's what we're I looking so. at. If they're already, if they're already sending sending out a teaser, I think somebody slipped. I think it was um, Mike's mom, Cara Buono. I think she slipped that they were going to start filming in in the fall of this year. So. Right. That, which kind of lean uh, lends credence to the idea that maybe it'll be a like a winter season, like because they, you know, everyone's like, well, at the end of season three, they mention like we'll see each other at Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. I can only even remember the exact detail. Yeah. But mm-hmm. people have thought, well, maybe that'll be the next season will be like a holiday season time. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I would like that. So fun. if they're going to shoot this fall, that kind of lean, uh, like I said, lens screen, so that, that idea. Yep. So, yeah, very cool little teaser. I mean, very enigmatic. I mean, some ominous bells tolling, and you get the idea that a good chunk of the adventure might take place in the Upside Down because it uh, shows Hawkins in the Upside Down and says we're not in Hawkins anymore. So Dun-dun. you get the idea that, yeah, very dramatic. But um thought that was pretty cool. And very I honestly I was like kinda of, I was kinda of caught off guard by that. Gotta keep that hype train rolling. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Sure. Well and there's there's been some talk. I guess there's been an announcement that Netflix is gonna go away from the binge style dropping all the episodes at one time. And I wonder I mean they don't they're very hush hush about numbers. And I know Stranger Things has been very successful for them, but I wonder if 
you know, sometimes when you have a huge show like Stranger Things and people were legitimately hyped up for it and there's all kinds of corporate tie-ins, etc., mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of fall-off they see from that. Instead of having eight weeks of, you know, weekly programming that you could kind of spread that out, it's, I wonder how much of a flash in a pan it is for them. I don't, I mean, I, I honestly don't know because, I mean, Stranger Things and most of the other Netflix originals, they average about ten episodes, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things that, okay, maybe you get somebody to subscribe for two months instead of one month, but it's like, I, I don't know. And then if that's the case, then there'll be people that'll just wait yeah. until they all drop and then get their 30-day subscription for 10 bucks, and then binge everything and watch some other stuff while they have it and then cancel it again. So I don't know yeah. how much that's going to change. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they've looked at metrics from like the you know cbs all access and some of the other stuff and see how that's going i don't know yeah i don't know either. well i think, I think I, there's a lot of people out there who won't unsubscribe you know i'm sure that's probably the case now even but yeah i mean if they gotta do i mean they're gonna have to do something because that that disney plus is gonna take a huge chunk out of the out of the netflix market <laughs> it really is i mean i know netflix has a ton of stuff but for what you're paying the price differential between the two services and in terms of what people are actively seeking out. I don't know. Well, no, I agree. I, I don't know if um, the other shows are following, but I know like the, the first big one, the Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Yeah. From what I understand, it's going to be coming out on a weekly yes. cadence. Yep. And um, it'll be interesting to see because I think, and, and I, in the, you know, the final season notwithstanding, I, I noticed it a lot with Game of Thrones. You know, there there is something to be said about the hype building when there's time between the episodes. You know, the, yeah. the anticipation, the um, the theory craft, you know, what's going to happen, you know, you know, theories and things that you don't get that if it's just a drop, you know. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you don't get all that. And so I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's I mean, a pretty good play uh, to make. You know, yeah, I mean, because once they're all out, then they're there, you know. Right. So right. If somebody doesn't want to wait, they'll just wait till afterwards and watch them all after right. they're out. But you get that water cooler talk, that water cooler buzz. Yeah. Sure. When when you when you dole it out little by little. Yeah, you get YouTubers, you, know. you get podcasters, you get a, a whole, you know. Yes, you're totally right. I mean, there's whole industries built around week to week recapping, theorizing for yeah, the right. biggest shows, you know, for the biggest shows. And yeah. The Mandalorian's going to be awesome. I mean, uh, it, maybe, maybe, maybe it won't, but it looks awesome. <laughs> yes, That's all does. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like gritty, dirty, dangerous Star Wars, which I'm all for. So. Yeah, and this, we don't have to have a big Star Wars discussion, but one thing that got me stoked about that is original trilogy Aliens are in it. All right. Which, that's been one of my, like, pet criticisms of the sequel trilogy, is yeah. that for the most part, even just, like, in the background, not even, like, characters, but in the for the most part, in the background, they've gone totally away from yeah. any, any alien, which I just don't quite understand, but I think it's cool that in Mandalorian we'll, we'll have some recognizable... Uh, oh, yeah. Well, aliens. as well as, like, uh, Rogue One... Yeah, on Death Troopers, you know. Yeah, um, little little nods to all of the. I I love the the, errors, yeah. the unifying effect that that something like that can pull in together. No doubt, know? no doubt. Um, 
mean, it was uh, it's weird, but one of the highlights for me of the last uh, Jedi was just Luke talking about the prequels. Yep. It was so sure. cool. Oh yeah, you know, and so um, yeah, definitely hyped for that. And uh, oh yeah, I already got my Disney Plus pre-ordered. So yeah, well, I I almost pre-ordered, but I want the bundle. Oh, with Hulu and uh, with uh, ESPN Plus, so I, I think I'm still holding out until until that drops. Uh, I already have Hulu, so I might as well just get the Disney Plus. Yeah, every episode, no, no, there you go. every episode of The Simpsons. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, and well, let me uh, let me pull this open real quick. I'm having some technical difficulties with my screen, and now I can't see. Well, I got enough. It makes so. it hard to it makes it hard to read any notes. Um, yeah, you guys vamp for one second as I get this pulled up here. That's all right. I'll even put the girl from Eve <laughs> Technical Neiman difficulty. In, or I'll just uh, cut it out completely. The world may never know what I yeah. do. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking at my Mandalorian Star Wars set right now. You jerk. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. By the way, when I w- just on a, it's because it's sort of relevant to the conversation. When I went to the Lego store today for Triple Force Friday, that's the day that we're recording this. I got the second to last one of these in the store. All right. So the Mandalorian hype is is real. Is real. All right. Yep. And there was a lot of Legos in the store. But, anyways. All right. Very cool. All right, I'm ready to go if you guys are ready to uh, go. Let's do this. Uh, absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. So we're, we're on episode two, and uh, here we go. So in the opening, Billy is desperately trying to escape. Uh, if you recall from the end of episode one, he had been dragged into the, to the ironworks. He gets to his car, finds the nearest payphone, calls 911, during which we see a friend, like a friend, frenetic flashback of what happened to him, and boom, all of a sudden he's in the upside down. A group of people are walk towards him on the street, and he demands to know what they want. The lead person in the group walks closer, and Billy can see it's a copy of himself. And we cut the credits then. So in the episode proper, it's the next morning, and Elle's pacing around, wondering where Mike is, and decides to call his house. Mike lies to her, telling her that his nana is sick and he can't see her today. This <laughs> this conflates with Hop telling Elle the previous night uh, that there was a false, false alarm. So Mike doubles down anyways and realizes his mom is listening in, shouts at her. Elle thinks this is all fishy, but Mike gets off the line as soon as possible. Hop smiles into his cereal as he sees that his plan is working and cue the reprise to the Jim Croce song from season two, <laughs> which that's a great, great for one. Uh, David Harbour is so good in that scene of, you know, really hamming it up as he sings along. I mean, it probably is not as good as Dancing Hopper, but it was, it was good for a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> also, pause for a second on the recap. Mike, is he calling at 9 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock at breakfast time he's calling? It's the summer. I mean, I know it's summertime, but come on, man. (laughs) I don't know. It's the summer. That's early. It's the summer. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. So, um, uh, Hop drives to see Joyce and lies, saying that their plan worked. She's impressed, and Hop uses the opportunity to lock her in for dinner at Enzo's. 
But before they can discuss this further, Hop is called by Officer Powell to go to City Hall. Is there a big is that there is a big demonstration against the mayor. As he is leaving, he tripped over some magnets that have fallen off uh, the cabinet. At the Hawkins Post, Nancy considers whether to pursue the clue that came in, that is, until she gets heckled by her co-workers some more. She lies to Tom, the editor, and leaves with Jonathan at lunch to pursue the lead at the Driscoll Farm. Back at the mall, Dustin arrives at Scoops Ahoy to catch up with Steve. He lets him in on his secret that he intercepted a secret Russian communication. He just needs some help translating it. On the street in front of her house, Max practices her skateboarding when Elle arrives. She wants to talk about Mike. Max is convinced that Mike is lying. Meanwhile, Mike is pretty sure that Elle knows he is lying as well. Dustin coaches Mike up, tells him he can still fix it, and they head out the door, leaving Will behind with his D&D setup. At the same time, Max takes Elle out to have some fun without the boys. At the pool, Karen finds Billy in the supply room and apologizes for standing him up the night before. She realizes she doesn't want to hurt her family. Billy savagely smashes her head against the shelf. We hear Karen's dialogue again and realize that Billy had just imagined hitting her. He brushes past her and tells her to stay away. He stumbles out to his guard stand and struggles with the sunshine and the heat. Back at the mall at Scoops Ahoy, Erica continues to work the sample policy with Stephen du- while Stephen Dustin unsuccessfully try and translate the Russian recording. Robin tells him she can hear everything they've been working on and wants a crack at it. She's actually pretty adept at picking up new languages. At the Driscoll farm, Jonathan and Nancy arrive to meet Mrs. Driscoll. She explains how rats are eating her newly bought fertilizer. Jonathan and Nancy are skeptical until they hear a loud bang. Mrs. Driscoll forgot to mention she had actually caught one. At Town Hall, there's a protest against Mayor Klein by people affected by <clears throat> pardon me, the new mall and his role in getting it into their community. The mayor has called Jim in to have him break up the protest. While waiting, Hopper notices a tall man with a motorcycle helmet walk by. Jim declines to go against the protesters but is put in a corner by Klein. Ellen and Max arrive at Starcourt. Apparently, this is Elle's first time there. At the same time, the boys are there trying to get an apology gift uh, for Mike to give to Elle. At the general store, Joyce finds that she is in way over her head regarding magnetism and why the magnets keep falling. She had gone to pick up several books about magnets, magnets from the library. So she enlists the help of none other than Mr. Clark. With my favorite entrance for any character in the show so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, when I first saw that, it didn't immediately occur to me that that's who it was. But as they kept, you know, <laughs> showing this person working on the miniatures in their garage and Listen my baloney playing, <laughs> yeah, yep, my yep. baloney, yeah, uh, it's very, very good intro. And he's a great follow on Twitter. If you, uh, if anyone out there wants a, a good Stranger Things follow, he's he's a pretty good one. Uh, the actor that plays Mr. Nice. Clark, I should say. At the Driscoll Farm, Jonathan is documenting the caged rat, which is going absolutely crazy. Nancy is calling around to other feed stores to see if anyone else has seen the rats doing anything strange with no luck. She calls Jonathan away just in time for him to miss the rat explode into a pile of meaty goo and escape the cage. In the Upside Down, we're getting a flashback to what Billy heard from the shadow monster. He awakens in his lifeguard stand, scalded by the sun. He stumbles into the shower and knows something is wrong with him. Heather checks on him, and this time, he does attack. Back at Starcourt, we are treated to a great montage of the kids enjoying 80s mall life. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that scoops away. Robin and Dustin have made significant progress on the Russian message. They've translated the first line to be, the week is long. Steve serves Ellen Max some ice cream as they leave Starcourt. And while waiting on the bus, they happen to run into Mike and the boys. <laughs> Mike tries to explain himself, but keeps up the mana as sick charade. So Ella dumps his ass, <laughs> which has become quite the catchphrase from this season. I dump your ass. Uh, back at Town Hall, Hopper's finishing up, getting all the protesters dispersed when his secretary brings him a special delivery, a Magnum P.I.-looking shirt for his date with Joyce that night. And in his words, this is cutting-edge stuff. Cutting-edge. He arrives... Cutting yes, edge. it's cutting-edge. Although I really want that shirt. Yes. yes. He arrives at Enzo's and orders wine for he and Joyce. He's clearly out of his element, but he's still going for it. <laughs> However, Joyce is still at Mr. Clark's house getting educated in electromagnetism. He thinks it is just a coincidence that she obs- what in what she observed, but when Joyce presses him, he says that a large machine using an immense amount of power could cause a similar effect. At Starcourt, the scout, uh, the scoop troop, sorry, shut the store down, frustrated that they have translated the first half of the message, but that it is meaningless to them. As they walk to leave, Steve realizes where he heard the music in the background from in the recording. It is a coin-operated kitty ride in the mall. And if that is the case, then maybe the message came from the mall as well. Hop drinks by himself at Enzo's and decides to leave. He bumps into the man from the mayor's office as he leaves. At the steelworks, we see Billy bring an unconscious Heather down below. He is sacrificing her to the flare. And that is the end of Chapter 2. Ooh. Yep. Dark yeah. End of a funny episode. Yeah, th- yeah this is a... <clears throat> man... This is a great episode. I mean, one of the big crux of this episode is that friends don't lie, <laughs> but boyfriends right. do. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is that is brilliant. Oh, well, and it's uh, um, you know that in a nutshell, it gets even more. And then I think it's the very next episode where Will and the other boys have it out. But I mean, they're growing up, and that kind of black and white of their childish understanding yeah. of truth and lies and what friends do and don't do and relationships and all that kind of stuff is is just going to be put to the test as they get older, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny. Yeah. Like, oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, <clears throat> Oh, I just it's Well, and it's funny because, like, there's so much that revolves around these, like, boyfriend-girlfriend stuff, you know? And what a big deal it is to them. And it just, I don't know, I was just sitting here watching the episode while you're doing your recap. And, and it's just cracking me up. Like, I remember being that age and, like, and like caring so much about that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. and if you got caught in a lie with one of your friends or a girlfriend or something, and oh my gosh, that, that drama. <laughs> um, you uh, know? Yes. I just love, and that's why I love Hopper in this. You know what I mean? Because I'm on the other side of it now. I am Hopper. <laughs> I, I have, I have the 14 year old girl at home, and I'm just like the drama. Like it's mm-hmm. just, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't um, have children, but I still feel like Hopper. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, no, this one, this was funny. Like I remember rewatching and thinking, because I, I think I'm finally there, but I've always been trying to figure out what is the, the Fletch influence because remember they said that for this season but at least this episode for sure is pretty much a comedy from top to bottom with just a little bit of billy on the side to kind of 
remind you what the overall plot is. But yeah, yeah he kind of frames the episode. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. 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 The first time he um, when he has that kind of fantasy attack on on uh, Mrs. Wheeler, that was pretty intense. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Like yeah. we all jumped. It totally got us the first oh, time we watched me it. Me too. I was like, "Oh, that's dark." Oh, okay. It's still dark, but oof. Well, and, and it wasn't until watching it again do I realize that when she walks into that supply shed, you know, he's like putting a he's like you know putting back on the shelf a drug uh, like a jug of chlorine or mm-hmm. some other chemical. I guess he's in there chugging it. I don't know. You know, just like the rats and just like. Uh, you know, some of the other people later, so... Yeah, the cleaning products. Yeah. Whatever it was, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like, you know, I didn't notice that, or I didn't, if I did notice that, I didn't know what it meant, you know, the first time through, but... Right. Yeah. It's a nice little touch. Well, I remember telling my kids, too, like, because, again, they're part of the generation that has no commercials. (laughs) Right. I remember remember telling them, like, when I was a kid, and I don't know if it was, like, that before or after, but I, I remember being a kid in the 80s and the whole, like... I remember watching like cart uh, commercials with like Bugs Bunny, like teaching kids like you know don't mess with the chemicals under the sink, like because they're bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like or don't play with the stove. Like I remember those kind of public safety com- like commercials were kind of popular, kind of in this time period of the mid '80s. So it, it's a bit of an obscure reference, but it just was something I thought about when I was sitting there watching it with my kids, right. and they were kind of you know talking about drinking Grano. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is um Yeah, uh, go, go ahead, Chris. No, no, you go ahead. It's uh I mean it's it's just this one's interesting to me just because because of them getting older, you know, and and like you mentioned earlier, how it's not black and white anymore. I mean, in some ways it is, especially you see the, you know, with, with the friendship between Dustin and Steve, it's like that has changed too to where they're both ridiculous with each other and they just don't care <laughs> like <laughs> but the other kids with with their drama it's just the total total opposite of that it's like they didn't even go they didn't even go see Dustin when he first came home it's like oh, everything man. that's going on with their hormones is like the most important thing in the world oh yeah <laughs> yeah and they left their friend high and dry <laughs> Well, it was when you mentioned, like, him calling first thing in the morning, and I was, like, I just had this, like, guilty moment of, like, oh, I remember doing that, like, like <laughs> straight up, like, <laughs> like, how early is too early to call my girlfriend in the morning, you know, after I got off the phone with her at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, oh, yeah, you know? Of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the uh, reunion of Steve and Dustin was definitely a highlight of this episode. Yeah. I mean... Uh, they place it well off each other. They do. I was going to say, they have such a great chemistry. Like, when, when Dustin is relating, you know, for one, how hot his camp girlfriend is, and she two, that, hot. you know... She yes. <laughs> and uh, two, relating how uh, none of his friends were around that day. You know, they just, they just play off each other so well. <laughs> Uh, well, and it's kind of fun because they could have easily, I think they could have easily got away with the whole season. Like, they could have just, they could have been, like, you know, buddies this whole season, and it probably would have played just fine. Yeah. But it was actually kind of genius to, to throw Robin in the mix. Oh, yeah. And kind of um, <clears throat> had a different 
you know dynamic to their whole their whole friendship. Yeah, so. well, it's also a it's also a gut check for for Steve as well. He's you know more of the him not being the he's not the big fish in the small pond anymore. He's the right. you know small fish in the world now. And it's yeah, just yeah. The the cachet that he had in high school is gone. <laughs> just oh yeah, no, he's lost his fastball. I mean. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, yeah. hanging out with more and more people from the band. Yeah, and it's it, again just more of here's this secondary character from the first season that they've given more of an arc to, even more of an arc to this time where he's in just about every episode of this season. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. Steve has a really good season in this in this one, and it's cool where he starts this one. You know, he's in a low point. Yeah. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I can't recall if it was in this one that he sees the... Maybe it's the next mm-hmm. episode, but he sees a girl from high school talking to some guy. Yeah. And he's oh, like, yeah. he didn't even get off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Uh, well, um, we already mentioned the the reprise of the Jim Croce song. Yeah. Great, great moment for Hopper. Uh, it's going to be a pretty rough season for Hopper, so to have a little little, a little win here at the beginning was good for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this also this episode also began the basically the sequence that launched a thousand memes, and that is poor Will and his uh, desire to play D and D with his friends getting constantly shut down. Yeah, it's it's so oh, heartbreaking. Man. He missed out on that whole chunk of time with them while he was in the upside down for however what was it mm. like a couple weeks and it's like yeah. he's now having to deal with still haven't lived through that lived through all the crap from the last season where he lost another whole chunk of time right <laughs> and all he wants to do is just do what they were doing before and the the other two have already just moved on and it's yeah uh, i feel so bad for him because honestly oh, yeah, yeah. it's like you know what you could have played a little bit of D and D. Everything still probably would have happened, but you could have got a session in, man. Mm. Yeah. And I was no, no, my daughter they came were... home the other night, and she she basically is Will and her group of friends. Like okay. she's the one that like she still wants to just kind of hang out and do like you know, kind of be kid level. And they're all moving into the girlfriends and boyfriends and and everything with the raging hormones, and she's just like not having it, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It's just funny. You'll be dealing with it soon enough, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that's for yeah. sure. But yeah, no, but it is hard when like, and I had a group of friends. We were friends in junior high, ninth grade, but then tenth grade rolled around, and, and people are, like you said, boyfriends, girlfriends, getting driver's licenses. You know, things just change quickly. Let me just say, oh, yeah. okay. um, it's hard. It's sometimes that's hard to to keep things together. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk more about that next episode with Will, I'm sure. But this is definitely the the beginning of his frustrated uh, attempts to play D and D with his friends. And I don't even know it's so much about playing the D and D. It's just about like yeah. this is my group Being of friends, together. and you yeah. guys don't want to spend time with me. What the heck, you know? Right. No, you're right. You're right. Now he's they, they don't even they don't even hardly acknowledge him while they're trying to game plan how to salvage their relationships with their girlfriends right. you know he's just in the yeah. background and they, they he might as well not even be there yeah yeah yep yeah. or will 
Um, so in this episode, we also start to see how the mind flare is going to, you know, execute his plan, um, working on Billy and the other flayed. Uh, I don't think we, I didn't pick up his struggle here before, like I said, but it is subtle. I mean, he, he basically holds back in terms of, uh, getting Mrs. Wheeler. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. And that kind of surprised me watching it the first time because he is such a cad, you know, everything that we've seen of him up to this point. So for him to, to actively warn someone to stay away from him, you know, yeah, which is something that he wouldn't have done if he was under, wasn't under the influence of, of the mind flare, which is, you know, shows a surprising amount of humanity for him. Cause if he, right. if he wasn't infected, then, he probably would. I actually think he probably would have hauled off and said something to her worse if he was just, you know, still douchebag uh, Billy. But he yeah, realizes right. that there's just more going on, and just to, you know, it not. And he's still a bad guy, really. Here, I mean, he kidnaps, kidnaps Heather, you know. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. Just yeah. that little bit of humanity up, up front, you know, and it does come kind of, kind of come into play later in the season as well when we get closer to the end, but. It's um, it was an interesting character character turn for him there. Yeah, it, it does come full circle, no doubt. Um, yeah, I just thought, like you said, it, it gets put in context a little bit more later. Yeah. You know, with him with him holding on here, stuff that was kind of cool on this rewatch. Um, like I mentioned, <laughs> Hop getting his outfit was really funny, and I guess I'd look. I've looked up this shirt because I'm like I want this shirt I could be hot for Halloween that'd be so much fun you can get it now when the show first when it first hit that like first week or two after it hit apparently you know they made those shirts like custom for him of course they weren't you know they weren't off the rack somewhere (laughs) to get or even like a vintage shirt they made the costumer for the show made them like sewed them for him Um, so but now you can get you can get copies of it so yeah I really want one I'm a big fat guy, so I'm sure it would look good on me. I should probably get one myself. But then yeah, it's winter time, and it's getting to be winter time now. I'll have to wait until next season. Yeah, well, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's still warm here in Houston. Let me just say that. Ah. Although we allegedly, allegedly, supposedly, are supposed to get a cool front next week, but I'll believe it when it actually happens. <laughs> but it was it was hot, hot, hot today. It is 46 degrees Fahrenheit right now Dang. in the suburbs of Boston. Dang. Wow! Wow! The the you live beyond the wall, man. Yeah, coming. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, I'm down here uh, door and it's the last three still. Where I'm yeah, at. yeah, we were we were in like I don't know what it is right now. It's probably around eighty outside oh. right now, but it was it was yeah. in the '90s today. It was hot uh, and humid. I wish yep. it was hot and humid today. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, the one thing, uh, the one other note I had here is, uh, you know, poor Hop, you know, obviously like a fish out of water in the fancy, which is not even that fancy, but the somewhat fancy for Hawkins, uh, Italian restaurant Enzo's. And, uh, you know, he's obviously out of his comfort zone, but he's trying really hard. But when he leaves, you know, he drops that great, uh, Sheriff Brody quote, yep. which I don't even know that the very first time I, I think, one of y'all said something about it. I don't oh, even yeah. know if I like even picked it up right away. Oh, I did. But then upon hearing, I was like, "Oh yeah, obviously." I'm the chief of police. Yeah. 
that's so that was cool. Jaws yeah. reference. Yeah, he's a he's a very different character than Brody. <laughs> oh, well, <honestly, laughs> but it's yes. still, yeah, it's still worked for him. Let's well, make sure you get that white jacket with I, the shirt. Oh man, I know. Yeah, right? I, I just loved when he was trying to order the wine. He's like, "How about I'll take I'll take a bottle of that Chianti, the Chianti, yes. sir." I was like, "Yep, yeah. this is a blue collar dude right here." Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh man. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this like we said before, this episode is definitely kind of framed by Billy trying to figure out what the heck's going on at the beginning, and then bringing Heather to join him, basically. Um, at the end, and between that and what's going on at the Driscoll farm, there's definitely, you know, they didn't slow play what was going on with the Mind Flayer in this season, which I appreciated. Yeah, it's, um, mm-hmm. well, I mean, again, with the limited amount of episodes, you kind of have to get all those pieces in place, you know. The first episode, it's like, okay, something from the Upside Down is here. The second episode is let's start jumping into what its plan is. We don't have all the details yet, but we know it involves, uh, I don't know if you'd call it mind control, but like a persuasion and and a a connection with people that are not in the upside down, but maybe just putting a little bit of the upside down in them. Right. So yeah, it's a very different take. It's, it'll be really cool to watch it unfold throughout the season. Oh yeah. Yeah, No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Did you guys have anything else about this episode you want to mention? Um, not that I can think of. This one's, you know, pretty straightforward. I think we banged out what the um, the homages were for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, and you know, the setup of the um, one of the heavies, you know, uh, the the guy that we will find out is a is a Russian operative. Um, right. But uh, that's just a nice little. We're just going to drop him in a little bit right here. And you got to keep your eyes peeled because he will show up again. And you'll get to see what he, well, what kind of guy he actually is. <laughs> so. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, that was something, too, on first watch that I don't know if I noticed him in the, the mayor's office. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quick. It's real quick. Well, in a, when you watch it again, though, I mean, and they even play like ominous yeah. bad guy music as he walks down the hall. As so he they, they weren't, down the hall. <laughs> yeah, they weren't exactly hiding it, but you know, yeah. you just don't without anything you know, without foreknowledge, you don't really know what you're looking at sometimes. So yeah. Um, yeah. context, yeah, is hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yep. And uh, cool. Well, no, I'll, um, I was, I was, I was go also going to say it's, it's it's nice to see Carrie always. Um, oh, yeah. you know. Again, um, I mean, uh, man, it makes me feel old though, because he looks, he looks a lot older. And I, you know, the hey, you know, it's been thirty years since the Princess Bride, so like, I, I more than thirty years since the Princess Bride, I get it. But um, yeah, you know, th- the last thing I saw him in before this was that failed pilot for Wonder Woman that David Kelly did, and he was absolutely horrible in that. Um, but here, it's like he's just locked into that that smarmy eighties. Uh, slimy, corrupt politician, and he plays it to the hilt, yeah. and we we haven't even seen the half of it yet. But it's, it's oh yeah, it's absolutely perfect. Well, don't you think he's kind of channeling the mayor from Amity and Jaws a little oh, bit uh, as well? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I the, so. you know, we already had we had the even the tone of his 
voice, I think. Yeah, he's definitely got a lot of a lot of Mayor Vaughn going on, you know. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and the one thing I, I mean, I I mentioned it very briefly in the recap, but there is a cool like, I mean, they built this work basically a functioning 80s mall to shoot this season in. And uh, there is a pretty good montage of them, you know, shopping at the Gap and getting their Orange Julius and, like, all this oh, stuff at the, at the mall. Oh, um, and uh, which is pretty cool. Eleven exploding yeah. the uh, the girl that shined Will on at the end of Season 2 at the dance, exploding her Orange yep. Julius all over. That was yep. that was great. Just yeah, it's a good, 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 good throwback, good uh, continuity between seasons. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and more Erica, which... I know we've only scratched the surface of her, but she is, yeah, she's a standout character this season. Yeah. <laughs> and we... yeah we'll soon find out she's uh, quite the patriot, so. Yeah, well, you can't spell America. Without, without America. America. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet, though. <laughs> yep, yep, save it, save it. All right. All right, well, that's all I have for this episode, guys. Did you guys it sounds like you guys have kind of mentioned anything else. Um like I said, you can reach the show uh, on Twitter at Cast Protection. You can email the show, castprotection at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group. Please come join us there on Facebook. Um, and we will be back sooner rather than later. Again, we apologize for such a long hiatus. Real life kind of gotten away, but I think we've kind of gotten over most of that. Hopefully there will be no more tropical storms for the rest of the year. <laughs> and uh, when we'll uh, be rolling with some more episodes shortly. Yes, we will. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. All right. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and a number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Freaks.